Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, only about 13 minutes, but that gets us into God's Word every day. And since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, well, it's essential that we stay in God's Word so that we can stay strong in our faith. But that also helps us to stay focused on our relationship with God and to be thinking about our spiritual lives before him and within this world. Well, help people in your life by sharing these short studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. Share, help somebody get into God's word themselves. Help somebody start to turn their thinking around and start thinking about their relationship with God and eternity because it's coming. Share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So start sharing today and every day. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, asking the question, who's really missing out? Well, a whole lot of people living in worldly lifestyles would say the Christian is missing out. The Christian is so de- who, who is so focused on living a spiritually guided life, staying out of all kinds of parties and drinking and drugging and, and sex and all of that. They're missing out. They're missing out on all those pleasures. Well, really? Are they missing out? How do you reconcile that particular belief with what Jesus said in John chapter 10 and verse 10. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus is our Savior. He came so that, he, he, so that, that we could have abundant life. Now, how do you reconcile the two lines of thinking there? The person who is living in sinful practices, again, hopping from bed to bed with different women or different men on an ongoing basis, getting drunk on a regular basis, getting high on drugs, taking part in all kinds of worldly activities. They think for the moment that they're really enjoying that, but then they suffer a lot of consequences along the way. And in some some cases, lifetime consequences and even eternal consequences. How do you reconcile with those realities And Jesus' statement that he came to give true, abundant life through him as our Savior, as we would walk with him and live by his teachings, as we would stay faithful to him. Who's really missing out here? In Ephesians chapter 2, we read this, verses 12 through 14. The Apostle Paul wrote, and again, he's writing God's very word, 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. So Paul writes, at that time, you are without Christ. Now he's talking to Christians here, and he's reminding them of their spiritual state before they became Christians, before they were living in sin. At that time, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. Notice this, having no hope outside of Christ, they had no hope, and without God in the world. So when we're living in sin, we're not walking with God, and we're not people in possession of the hope that Jesus offers us of eternal life in heaven through him. 
But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made near by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace. He is our peace. Well, who's missing out here? Is it the person who is living the faithful Christian life and experiences the peace of God that passes understanding, Philippians 4 and verse 7, through Christ and in Christ? Is it the person who knows that he's been forgiven of all the guilt of all of his sins throughout his life? Is it the person who knows that he is saved in Christ? Is it the person who knows that he is looking forward to an eternal home in heaven with the Lord and with God and with the Holy Spirit? Or is the person who's missing out the person who has deluded himself into thinking he's having such a good time living sinful lifestyles, getting high, getting drunk, taking part in sexual promiscuity, cheating, getting in fights, all kinds of stuff, worldly activities, sinful lifestyles. That's the person who's truly missing out. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and we look beginning with verse 9, the apostle Paul wrote this along the same line, basically. But he paints the contrast. He, he reminds these Christians to whom he's writing what it was like for them before they became Christians and what it is like now that they have become Christians. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, oh man, there's that word again, that sinful lifestyle. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers. Oh man, Paul, be easier on us here. Don't be so direct with naming these sinful lifestyles. No, this is God's word. Exactly the way God wanted Paul to write it. Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But, and here's the contrast from how they once were to how they have become in Christ. You were washed. Washed? Oh, yes. By the blood of Christ as they were baptized into him for the remission of their sins. Acts 22 and verse 16. Why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, set apart from the world. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And then when we drop down to verse 18 of the same sixth chapter of 1 Corinthians, Paul goes on and he says, flee sexual immorality. What? You mean I can't hook up with any woman I can persuade to go to bed with me? Or I can't hook up with any man who wants to go to bed with me? Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, that is, if you're faithful Christians, 
whom you have from God, and you are not your own, but you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's or which belong to God. Well, that's quite a contrast, isn't it? Who's really missing out here? The person who is living in sin, whether he wants to admit it or not, whether he recognizes it or not, whether he wants to deal with it or not, or the person who is forgiven, who has had his soul washed clean by the blood of Christ, who is in a faithful relationship before God, and who is looking forward to an eternal home with him in heaven. Who's really missing out? Well, let's look at some specific examples as to how the sinner is the one missing out. The person who is not living the faithful, dedicated, consistent Christian lifestyle, how he is the one missing out. You see, a sinner is like a sheep without a shepherd. Really? Well, who's our shepherd? Jesus. Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. Or John chapter 15. The sinner is like a traveler without a way. Without a way? Without direction. Without a road map. Well, what do you mean? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Oh, yes. The sinner is the one missing out. He's missing his shepherd. He has no shepherd. He's wayward. He is without definite direction because Jesus is the only way to God. He's like a man without bread. A man without bread? Well, Jesus said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. He's the bread of life. John chapter 6 and verse 41. He's not talking about physical bread, like having a sandwich between a couple of slices of bread. He's talking about spiritual bread, the bread of life, eternal life. The sinner is like a weary pilgrim without a place to rest. Without a place to rest. Can you relate to that? Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. But you see, the sinner, the person living in sinful lifestyle, sinful practices on an ongoing basis, oh, he does not enjoy that rest. He's not a partaker of that rest. A sinner is like a soldier without a captain. In Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10, for it was fitting for him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Well, Jesus has been likened to the captain, to the captain of to the captain of, of our salvation. You see, there again, there's no way to be saved except through Christ. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The sinner is like a branch without a vine. 
Because in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 7, Jesus said, the branches that are dead or that are not producing fruit, and that would be anybody living a sinful lifestyle, they're going to be cut off and burned. The sinner is like a person without a friend, without a true friend. Luke chapter 7 and verse 34. He is a child without inheritance because you see the true ultimate inheritance of eternal life, of an eternal home in heaven, of salvation is only to the faithful Christian. Acts chapter 20 and verse 32. And he's like a student without a teacher. John chapter 3 and verse 2 and Mark chapter 12 and verse 14 because he's not walking under the guideline, under the tutelage of the master teacher who is Jesus Christ. He is a condemned man without an advocate. That is, without somebody to plead his case before the God in heaven because Jesus is the advocate of the faithful Christian. Well, you see, the sinner is the one, the one living in sinful practices and lifestyles. He or she is the one who is really missing out. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us so much that you made the way for us to be forgiven through Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross. Help us to open our eyes and see that your way is the only way of real hope and real promise and help people open their eyes to the truth that the devil is trying to delude them into thinking that sinful practices will bring them joy and happiness on a consistent basis instead of the destruction to which it will ultimately lead them. Please be merciful with us, Father, and patient. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.